Hey, Story Pirates podcast listeners, Lee here. On today's episode, we dive into the backstory of our very own brave Viking warrior, Siegfried the Orange. And what a backstory he has, because that guy's old. We also welcome to the show the wonderful actor, Emily Deschanel. All of that and more coming up right after these quick words for the grown-ups. Hey, grown-ups! We are so incredibly grateful to you for listening to Story Pirates. Season 6 was really, really fun to make, and we're so excited for Season 7 right around the corner. To help us make the Story Pirates podcast the best it can be, we've created a short survey for our listeners, and we'd really, really appreciate it if you could take a few minutes to fill it out. You'll be able to tell us what you like about the Story Pirates podcast and what you'd like to see us do in the future. To fill it out, just go to realm.fm slash kids. That's realm, spelled R-E-A-L-M, dot F-M slash kids. And as a thank you, everyone who fills it out can enter to win a prize pack from a whole bunch of different kids' podcasts, including Story Pirates! Pretty cool. Again, that website is realm.fm slash kids. Thank you. Now back to the show. Hey, grownups. If you're a fan of comedy, there's a brand new podcast from our friend Justin Bartha that I wanted to tell you about. You may remember Justin from episode seven this season. He's the treasure hunter at the Met. And as you heard a seriously funny actor. Justin's show is called King of the Egg Cream. And in addition to Justin, it has just the most incredible cast. Again, this show's just for grownups and probably older kids. Grownups, you can take a listen yourself and see what you think. But if you're a fan of hilarious stuff and well-told stories, you will probably like King of the Egg Cream. Here's a taste. This egg cream is delicious. I wish the chocolate syrup inside wasn't so expensive. If you'd like to save some shekels and have some fun at the same time, make sure you tune in to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. And now, back to the show. They call me Helena Flamehoof. I'm a fire horse. But unlike other firehorses, my flames burn bright green instead of orange. I hail from the West Plains in the Kingdom of Northumbria, where I ran a small candle shop selling oversized novelty candles. But that was a long time ago. These days, I run a karaoke diner in Midtown called the Karaoke Diner with No Name. We're not listed in the white pages for reasons unknown. Whenever anyone does find my diner, they believe they've wandered in here by accident, but I've often found that they're drawn here for a reason, mostly late-night hunger. But everyone who walks through these doors has a song to sing, whether they know it or not. Siegfried the Orange. Helena. Rough day. Is it that obvious? Your pants are on backwards and you're wearing Christmas stockings for mittens. Oh, these. I was trying to feel what was inside. It was glue, but at least my fingers aren't cold. I'll have the usual, please. 
There you go, ham milkshake with extra marshmallows. Thank you, Helena. Uh, hold on. These stockings are making it a little hard to hold them. Ah, I've got it. And now to sip very carefully. Uh, Helena, I dropped the milkshake. Take off the stockings! I've been told I've had an overactive imagination. It makes me feel cozy. Ding! Your pen and paper have arrived. Maybe he was going to a fancy dinner party or something? I write most of my stories for fun. There's so much out there that we'll probably never know. The Story Pirates. Welcome to the Story Pirates podcast, where we take stories written by kids and turn them into sketch comedy and songs. Thank you for the welcome, Siegfried. Do you know what you'd like to sing? You know, I'm never sure. That's all right. Let the song find you. Would it be okay if we listened to a story first? Of course. You're the only one here tonight, so feel free to play it over the jukebox speakers. Thanks! Hi, my name is Ada. I am seven years old. I live in Illinois, and this is my story, The Dancing Artichoke. Vegetables, vegetables, take your seats. I'm going to take attendance for veggie class. Uh, Ben the Broccoli, are you here? Broccoli. Oh, Ben, I love your singing voice. And Carly the Carrot, are you here today? Oh, yeah. Do you need a rhyme? Look right here. It's carrot time. Yes. Carly, you're so good at rhyming. And Pablo the Artichoke? Here. What? Yikes. Yeah, I'm... I'm here. Oof. What was that? Okay, um, class, let's take a quick break. Pablo, can I talk to you for just a moment? Yeah. Look, Pablo, I don't know if you noticed, but all the veggies in this class have a thing. Ben the Broccoli likes to sing, Carly the Carrot likes to rhyme. So, what's your thing? Gosh, I don't know. Well, you better figure it out by tomorrow. Okay. Thanks, Professor Parsnip. Yeah, I'll figure it out. I'll see you in veggie class tomorrow. Veggies, veggies, welcome back. Ben the Broccoli, are you here? Broccoli is here. Carly the Carrot? Don't shed a tear, this carrot is here. (laughs) And Pablo the Artichoke? Pablo, are you here? This artichoke is gonna take a chance. So here I am doing the artichoke dance. The artichoke dance. Ooh, ooh, ooh. The artichoke dance. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Wow. Amazing. Amazing. Pablo, I knew you'd find your thing. I'm so happy that you love to dance. Did you say dance? Yeah, I, wait, where are you The artichoke dance. Ooh, ooh, ooh. The artichoke dance. Ooh, ooh. Right. Well, that was great, Pablo. Okay, now let's move on to our lesson. Today, we're going to be talking about plants. Ooh, I like plants. So there are many types of plants. Hey, Carly, quick question. You know what sort of rhymes with plants? Um, dance? Don't mind if I do! The artichoke dance! Ooh, ooh, ooh! The artichoke dance! Ooh, ooh, ooh! Okay, Pablo, maybe it's time to cool it with the dancing... 
Well, that's lunch, so it's not my problem anymore. To lunch, veggies! Carly, that was a lot back there. You mean the artichoke dance? Did someone say? Oh, no. The artichoke dance! Ooh, ooh, ooh! The artichoke dance! Ooh, ooh, ooh! Pablo, we really just want to eat lunch right now. Yeah, please. I think we've had enough dance. You mean the artichoke dance! Ooh, ooh, ooh! The artichoke dance! Ooh, ooh, ha! Okay, maybe this whole dancing thing will be out of his system by the time we get on the bus to go home. Okay, now that we're on the bus, I think we're safe. You mean safe from the... Don't say it! Artichoke dance? Did someone say... The artichoke dance! Ooh, ooh, ooh! The artichoke dance! Oh, yeah, yeah! Make it stop! Carly, let's just go to my house so we can have our sleepover. Okay, now that we're at my house, I think we're actually safe. Safe from the... Don't say it! Right, sorry. It's been a long day. I'm excited for a sleepover. Yeah, me too. Oh, good night, Carly. Good night, Ben. <sighs> Artichoke dance. Why did you say it? I don't know. Did someone say? How did you get in my house? The artichoke dance. Oh, oh, oh. The artichoke dance. Oh, stop. Wow, you actually stopped. Sorry, artichoke. It's just sometimes we can get a little annoyed by your dance. Ah, yeah, yeah, of course. I totally understand that looking back on. But wait a minute, can I just ask you one question? Yeah, sure, go ahead. Did you just say... <sighs> oh, no. Dance! Oh. Joke dance! Oh, oh, the artichoke dance! Oh, oh, oh. Why is this happening? Every veggie has a thing, and my thing is annoying dancing! I'm gonna dance everywhere! No! Don't do it! Pablo! Watch me! Morning, crossing guard. Howdy, neighbor. You seem peppy this morning. It's a beautiful day. Sun's shining, sky is blue. I'm so happy I could dance. Did someone say dance? <gasps> is that a talking artichoke? The artichoke dance. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Everybody run! <laughs> Thanks, everyone, for coming to the third annual Dan Convention, where everyone is named Dan. As always, my name is Dan. Hi, Hi Dan. Dan. And hello to all named Dan. I want to congratulate everyone as we've set a new record. In this room with us today, there are 125 Dans. Huh? What is happening? Did you just say dance? No, I said Dans. Close enough for me. The artichoke dance. Everybody run. Viewers at home, this is a national emergency. Earth has been taken over by an artichoke who loves to... Nope, nope, sorry. We're not going to say that word. We advise everyone to lock their doors, not let any strange vegetables inside, and most of all, do not, under any circumstances, say dance. Oh, I, I just said it, didn't I? <laughs> the artichoke dance! La, 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 la. Citizens of Earth, it is clearly no longer safe here. Go, run away, abandon this planet, and save yourselves! Mama Lion. Yes, Papa Lion? I'm feeling lonely. It's like all the humans just suddenly got up and left Earth. Yes, it's just us lions now. Strange, I think they left when they all stopped saying that one word. Oh, you mean dance. Did this lion just say dance? The artichoke dance. Ooh, ooh, ooh. The artichoke dance. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Ah! 
Mm, that was pretty good. I liked his little dance. The end! I'd known Siegfried ever since we were children. He was always laughing, playing, and doing all sorts of Viking stuff. He came from a big family, and while they were well off, he still found it easy to get lost in the crowd. I could see it back then. Siegfried wanted to stand out in any way he could. I think I know what song I want to sing. Happy birthday to me. My name is Siegfried. I'm 1023. Happy birthday to me. Happy 1023rd birthday, Siegfried. Thanks, Helena. Not excited about getting older? Not particularly. Birthdays used to be so exciting and festive. Remember my seventh birthday party? We went to the petting zoo and fed the baby dragons. And then when I turned nine, I got a hole-in-one at Viking Mini Golf. Of course, Viking Mini Golf is when you hit your rune stone into the blowhole of a narwhal. And then when I turned 15, we all went to David's and Buster's. You remember David Houndstooth and Buster Hearthstone? They had the house with the pool and the pit full of wolves. Yes, I remember David and Buster, but I also remember your 35th birthday. Well, of course. Do you want to talk about it? I don't know. It was so long ago. I'd like to know what happened after you sailed off. Here, I'll make you another ham milkshake. Try not to drop it this time. The stockings are glued to my hands because they're filled with glue. Take them off! Yeah! Oh, that's better. Siegfried began to tell me about his 35th birthday. It was the year 1035, and he just decided that he was finally ready to move on from Northumbria. His family had taken care of him for his entire life, but he wanted to experience the world on his own. Siegfried, are you sure you know what you're doing? Not at all, Helena. All I know is that there's something out there for me, even if I don't know what. That's why I'm setting sail for the open sea. But now, of all times, you're going to miss Ragnarokapalooza. I don't care about Ragnarokapalooza. <gasps> don't say that. I mean it. Besides, I'm more into indie Ragnarok anyway. I'm 35 now, Helena. I've been sheltered my whole life. If I'm always depending on my family or on you or on Northumbria, how will I ever know who I really am? My cousin Harold was out doing Viking raids when he was four, Helena. If that's what you need to learn right now, then I hope you find your answers out there. Thank you, Helena. Could you just help me push my longboat into the water? Of course. <laughs> Happy birthday, Siegfried. Farewell, Helena. I'm sure we'll see each other again in no time. That would be the last time I heard from Siegfried until he found himself in my diner this past summer. He told me he'd spent time on a deserted island, but not much more than that. And I didn't push the subject. But tonight, he was finally ready to tell me what really happened. Uh-oh. My longboat's run aground on this beach. I suppose I could push it back out if I need to sail back to Northumbria. No! No, I can't! If I have the option of going back to Northumbria, I'll never be able to learn who I really am on my own. I need to commit to my new life 100% and stay on this island. 
Longboat, feel the might of Snowtung, my mighty axe! There we go! My ship is destroyed and I'm stranded forever! <sighs> Maybe I should have scouted the island first. Make sure it's livable. That'll probably be fine. While a bit foolish in hindsight, and for anyone else in sight sight, Siegfried managed to live on the island all by himself. He took the wood chips from his damaged ship and used them to build a house that was disproportionately larger than the amount of wood chips with which he was working. There we go! A house of my own! In some ways, I expected that to collapse. After all, I've never built a house before. Well, you know what they say, second time's the charm! Siegfried rebuilt his house over 76 times, until it was strong enough to not collapse. He lived off the land, fishing, hunting, cooking, and singing late into the night. Water's everywhere to me, everywhere I look it's open sea. At first, the time on the island was good for him. He'd found some answers, but after long enough, his days began to look the same. He would hunt, cook, eat, sing. Hunt, cook, eat, sing. Hunt, cook, eat, sing. He did this for 983 years. At some point, he began to question his choices. Maybe I was wrong. Maybe I never should have left Northumbria. Maybe it would have been fun to go to Ragnarokapalooza. But what Siegfried couldn't see then was that life has a funny way of putting you exactly where you need to be. First of all, Ragnarokapalooza ended up being canceled because of Ragnarok. And second, if he hadn't been on that island, he might never have met the story pirates. We will be right back after a few words for the grown-ups. Hey, grown-ups! Today's episode is sponsored by DoorDash, where you can get $0 delivery fees on eligible orders with DashPass, and new members get a 30-day free trial. Hey, Peter. Hey, Lee. What you doing? Just waiting for a delivery. Oh, that's cool. What are you getting? It's here. Thank you. Delicious sushi. Aren't you going to eat it now? Oh, no. I'm waiting for a delivery. I thought that was your delivery. Another delivery. It's here. Thank you. What's that delivery? Groceries. Oh, want help putting them away? Thanks, but not yet. I'm waiting for a delivery. Another delivery. It's here. Thank you. Peter, why are you getting... It's here! Thank you! This seems like a lot It's of... here! Thank you! Peter, why do you keep getting so many deliveries? It's too easy! I can't stop! Well, what's that delivery you just got? Oh, more sushi? <sighs> wow, I guess getting that many deliveries makes you hungry. You have no idea. Open the door to $0 delivery fees and savings you can't get anywhere else. Sign up for Dash Pass today only on DoorDash and get your first 30 days free if you're a new member. Subject to change, terms apply. 
Hey, grown-ups! Today's episode is sponsored by Carnegie Hall Kids. Carnegie Hall Kids is a free website for children ages 5 through 12 to learn about music through fun games and quizzes, igniting imagination in children, offering activities that encourage musical curiosity, and developing knowledge of musical concepts. To find all of the fun, child-friendly games and quizzes, just go to, uh... Just go to... Jeez, I can't remember. Hey, Peter! Hey, Lee! Peter, do you know how to get to Carnegie Hall, kids? I sure do. Practice, practice, practice. No, no, no. That's the old joke about Carnegie Hall. I'm wondering if you know how to get to Carnegie Hall, kids. Kids can practice too, Lee. Jeez. I know kids can practice. I'm just wondering how to find Carnegie Hall Kids. It's on 7th Ave between 56th and 57th Street. No, Peter, not the physical Carnegie Hall. I'm talking about the website Carnegie Hall Kids, where kids can check out fun musical games and quizzes. I'm not sure I follow. Well, there's one quiz called Animal or Instrument. Ooh, good question. I think you either sound like a crow or a trumpet. No, not me. Animal or instrument is a quiz that asks kids to listen to sounds and then guess how they're made. Sounds okay. I'd rather learn about different musical traditions from different cultures, though. You can do that at Carnegie Hall Kids, too. I just need to know how to get there. You're going to want to take the NQ or R train to 57th Street. You can't miss it. It's a website! I can make an elephant sound! Very good, Peter. (laughs) Thank you. Start your child's musical journey today at kids.carnegiehall.org. Hey, you figured it out. That's kids.carnegiehall.org. Hey, grown-ups! this next message is for you. Shout out to Clarendon for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. One thing about me is that I love animals. I am not a dog or a cat person. I am both a dog and a cat person. And honestly, I don't want to brag, but animals love me too. If I'm visiting friends or family and they have a pet, there's a pretty good chance that I'll spend more time with the pet than whoever it is I came to see. So it is a huge bummer that I also happen to have really bad allergies around dogs and cats. I start sneezing, my eyes water, and I even sometimes have trouble breathing. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double-action combination of prescription-strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. And guess what? Just the other day, I went to visit my dog friend, Opie, and I made sure that I took a Claritin D ahead of time, and my allergies were totally under control. We were able to run and play and wrestle, and I nuzzled him and everything. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin Clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin Clear. Use as directed. Siegfried had told me about his life on the island. From the time he arrived, shortly after his 35th birthday, 
all the way until he met his friends, the Story Pirates, 983 years later. But as soon as he mentioned them, he fell silent. Siegfried, what happened after you met them? Huh? Not much, honestly. We went on some adventures. To space or whatever. I don't really remember. You don't remember? No, it was only five years of my life. Nothing compared to my 983 years on the island, or my 35 years in Northumbria before that. These past five years have just been a blip. You don't mean that? What about your podcast? You know about the podcast? Of course I do. You're recording it right now. Earlier you said, welcome to the Story Pirates podcast. Oh, right. It's just part of the contract. Siegfried? What? I came here to celebrate my birthday at the only diner that makes ham milkshakes. Not to talk about the Story Pirates. Why did you wander into my diner earlier this summer? For a ham milkshake! Don't lie to your oldest friend. You wandered in here because after 983 years by yourself on an island, you finally got to spend the next five years traveling in a magical ship with your new friends, and you are afraid that landing in New York is the beginning of the end for you. But it's only the end if you push them away. I'm not pushing anyone away. You're spending your 1,023rd birthday all by yourself. You pushed all your friends in Northumbria away back in 1,035. Don't do it again. I have to. Everything changed so quickly in the past five years, and it's going to change again. What if it gets worse? What if I lose what I have now? I'd rather push it away before I get too attached. Just listen to yourself. Yes. Everything will change again and again and again and again. But that doesn't mean you run away from the things you love just because you're afraid you might lose them. Would you throw away a ham milkshake before drinking it just because you're worried the glass will be empty when you're done? No, I'd never do that. I'm still sad I dropped my first one. And I made you a new ham milkshake, didn't I? Yes, you did. And before this year, you hadn't seen me in 988 years, but here I am, aren't I? Yes, you are. Your green flames burn brighter than ever. You're not alone, Siegfried. Even when the people in your life are off living their own lives. But right now, they're still here in New York. So call them and tell them to get down here and celebrate your birthday. You're right, Helena. Although, I do need your help sending everyone directions. This place is really hard to find. Of course. I'll print out a map quest, and we'll get a raven to deliver it. Map quest? Ha! We're old. Yes, we most certainly are. While we wait for that to print, why don't we listen to another story? Mmm, that sounds lovely. Hi, my name is Ezra. I am 10 years old, and I live in Utah. This is my story, The Fancy Raccoon That Ate a Volcano. Next on the runway here at our outdoor community fashion show is, get this, a raccoon. That's right, folks. For the first year ever, we are allowing an animal to walk the runway. What a fancy raccoon. Oh, yes. This is the best day ever. Finally, everyone in the community is seeing how fancy I am. Oh, I love that raccoon. He can do no wrong. Oh, no. There's a delicious piece of trash on the catwalk. It looks so good. But I can't eat garbage in front of these humans. I'll just pick it up real quick with my fork and spoon and not eat it. <gasps> I'm sorry, I couldn't help myself. Oh no, I blew it. Please, please, just don't call animal control. Did someone call animal control? It's animal control. 
control! Well, hello, raccoon. Eating rotten tomatoes again in front of these people? Well, that's not very fancy. Is this still the fashion show? Come, raccoon. It's time to take you to animal control. Oh, no! Who will save me? Stop right there, animal control. Huh? A cat? That's right. Cat attack. Meow! Ah, get out of my face, cat! Run, raccoon! My name is Fancy Raccoon. Whatever, just go! <laughs> get back here! I'll get you one of these days, raccoon. Oh, oh, thank you for saving me, cat. Oh, but what's the use? I'll never be accepted by humans. I thought that a fashion show was my chance, but no matter how fancy I am, people can't look past the fact that I eat garbage. By the way, do you want a rotten tomato? I still have one here in my suit. Ew, no thank you. But Raccoon, you've got this all wrong. Y yes, you're right that humans will never accept you, but instead of giving up, we should- Just run away, I know, that's what I said. No, Raccoon. Take over the whole town. What? And we'll start right here with this school. Huh? Who ever heard of a cat taking over a school? Follow me. Meow! Cat, wait! The cat is inside the school! I have to go in and stop this! <gasps> cat, where are you? Attention, students and faculty, this is a cat, and I have the office intercom, which means I am in charge of this school now. Teacher, is that true? It is. That is how it works. Yay! Cat naps for everyone. Yay! And lunch will be dry food mixed with wet food. And all classes will now be about you helping me take over the town. That's exciting. Oh no! I have to stop that cat. Where's the office? Here? No. Here. This big metal door with caution signs on it must be it. Huh? This isn't the office. Uh, no, it's not, strangely short and hairy human being. This is the science lab. You must be the volunteer I sent for to test out my time machine. Time machine? That's impossible! Not anymore. And with your help, I'm going to prove it. Into the machine you go. Whoa! Oh! Scientist, where are you sending me in time? Hmm, I hadn't thought of that. Why don't you just use the little touchpad there and pick for yourself? Oh, I know! I'll go back in time to the fashion show so that I can stop myself from eating that rotten tomato! Five minutes ago. You have selected 95 BCE. Excellent choice! What? Oh, I forgot! I don't know how to spell! Uh, good luck, tiny fuzzy human! No! I'm a fancy raccoon! Where am I? You're in 97 BC. Looks like there are a few bugs to work out. How can I still hear you, science person? Well, there is a radio in the time machine. Listen, this is literally the most exciting thing that's ever happened to me. But it's hard for me to enjoy it when I know the school is being taken over by... What's that? And that sounds like a T-Rex, but you should be fine. Dinosaurs famously don't eat metal. Hmm, this shiny box looks delicious. No! It's metallic at first, but there's a lovely texture. <gasps> I got out of there just in time. The time machine is ruined. Now it's truly impossible to get back. There must be another way. Well, there is an experimental idea, but no, it's too gross for a fancy fella like you. What is it? 
Well, you see, you have to eat a volcano. A volcano? Yeah, but who would do that? Someone willing to eat anything. Uh, trash, even. Ugh. Anywho, enjoy your life in the past. Scientist, wait! This is the perfect task for me. My defining character flaw is that I can't help but eat garbage. Uh, sorry, I can't hear you. I'm already leaving. Okay, now to find a volcano. Oh, there's one. Time to eat. Ouch! Ow! Hot! 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 I did it! I ate a volcano! Excuse me. Great job, fancy raccoon! Where am I? You did it, small fluffy human. I did not think that would work. Which way to the office? I have to stop that cat! It's through this door. Come with me! My plan is almost ready to launch. Soon the whole town will be mine. Hold it right there, cat. You! I know it's hard to face rejection, but taking over the town isn't the answer. I'm here to stop you. And how do you plan to do that? With this. Hey, don't touch that intercom. <clears throat> Attention, students. School's dismissed. Yay! Well, I didn't see that coming. I guess you beat me fair and square, fancy raccoon. A what? You're a raccoon? A fancy raccoon. Fancy raccoon! It's us! The entire community fashion show. We all ran here as fast as we could to tell you that we're sorry we didn't accept you. Your heroism speaks for itself. We will never judge you again. This is the strangest fashion show I've ever been to. Yeah! Rotten tomatoes for everyone! Oh. Yeah, never mind. Animal control? At your service. Gotta run! The end! And now, Lee speaks with the author. So, Ezra, you wrote the fancy raccoon that ate a volcano. Yes. And how did you come up with the idea for this story? So we are reading about volcanoes and, like, how they erupt. And my friend Johnny, that was sitting right next to me, he was like, hey, you should write a story about this. So I uh, wrote about it, and my favorite animal are, are raccoons. So, um, uh, yeah. Why are raccoons your favorite animal? Um, so, like, when I was in, like, kindergarten or first grade, um, my mom showed me this video of this, uh, of a raccoon. And then I just love raccoons from then. And why do you think that raccoon wanted to be fancy? Maybe he was going to a fancy dinner party or something. What does fancy mean to you? In your story, it's used as a humorous device, right? Mm-hmm. What does it mean to you, and why is it funny? I think one of the reasons is because, like, you wouldn't see a normal raccoon, like, wearing a suit. And I love that because that's one of the building blocks of comedy, right? Is, like, taking two things that don't fit together, like a raccoon and fanciness, and putting them together. Yes, exactly. In terms of eating the volcano itself, what do you think is the raccoon's strategy? I don't know. Maybe he, like, slurped up the lava and then, like, started eating the crust of the volcano. And then maybe, like, wiping his face because of all the lava that's probably on it. Is there anything that the raccoon does to protect their tongue from all that lava? Because when I eat something too hot, it's not pretty. Maybe he had, like, some spare ice in his pocket or something and he put it on his tongue. 
I also like what you write in the original story. When we get to the volcano eating, you write, sorry, but we cannot show any grossness. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just like a very funny way to get past, like, actually describing what it would be like to eat a volcano, which is kind of impossible to do. Yeah. <laughs> so your story also has time travel in it. Yes. I love the sound that the raccoon makes when he travels back in time. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> the way you wrote it in your story is like this. We <laughs> If I'm reading that correctly, that's exactly what is written on the page. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it got me thinking that you don't just make that sound for no reason. So time travel must feel a certain way. It must. What do you think time travel feels like, like to your body? What does it do? I uh, I think it feels like um like tomatoes getting thrown on you or something like that. As if you just performed a bad vaudeville stage routine in 1922. Yes. Okay. Let's end this interview by coming up with a few more mismatches. Because we talked about how raccoons and fanciness don't really go together. So I'll give you a noun, and then you can give me an adjective for it that normally wouldn't fit. Okay. The first noun I'm going to give you is a school. Purple. A purple school. (laughs) Yes, I have never seen a purple school. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, here's another one. A baby. Weightlifting. Weightlifting baby, yes! That's perfect because uh, babies famously not strong. Yes. Okay, here's another one. Minivan. Island. The thing that's in the kitchen that has like an island. A kitchen island minivan? Or your kitchen island is a minivan? Yes. Time to bake some muffins. Put the muffin tin on the hood of the minivan before it goes in the (laughs) oven. (laughs) I love that. Ezra, it has been so fun to talk to you. Thanks for letting us perform your story. Yeah, thank you. Bye, Ezra. Bye. Now it's time for Story Pirates Roll Call. up, we have a story from eight-year-old Micah in Mississippi, and Micah's story is called Frogs, Meatballs, and dot, 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 Aliens? And what I love about this story is that Micah takes that old familiar trope of things falling from the sky and does it times a million. So in Micah's story, we have meatballs that fall from the sky, specifically 20 million of them. And then we have frogs that fall from the sky, specifically 1 million of them. And then the frogs are fed the meatballs and the frogs grow and grow and grow and grow. And then they go to outer space. You gotta check this story out. Thanks, Micah. Next up from Leah, a nine-year-old in Vermont, we have a story called The Attack of the Smelly Sandwich. And Leah's story has another trope that we are familiar with here at Story Pirates. In this case, food that comes alive, specifically a blue cheese sandwich. But what makes Leah's story so interesting and funny is that the reason the blue cheese sandwich comes alive is that Leah's mom puts the sandwich on their will turn food into a monster pan. Yes, 
She's cooking the sandwich in a pan that turns whatever you put into it into a monster. Why do they even have that kind of pan in the house? I'm wondering. Leah wonders too, and it's pretty funny. Thanks for the great story, Leah. And finally, from Miles, an 11-year-old in Michigan, we have an incredible song called I'm Busy That Day. And Miles included a demo of the song. It's incredible. Take a listen. Miles song and to read all of today's roll call stories, just go to storypirates.com slash podcast. That was roll call. Now it's time for you to write us a story, and if you don't know where to start, here's a story spark to help you along. This week, we asked Ada, the author of The Dancing Artichoke, to answer the following question. If you could pick any food to grow on trees... What would you choose? I mean, there's two fruits that I like a lot. I'm, I'm going to combine them. There would be a blueberry-flavored strawberry. <laughs> so, kids, what's your answer to that question? And can you use your answer as inspiration for a brand new story? Grown-ups, head to storypirates.com podcast to tell us your kid's answer to that question. And remember... We respond to every single story we receive. That's it for today's episode. Thanks for listening, and a big thanks to today's authors, Ada and Ezra. We'll be back next week with another episode. Until then, stay creative and stay kind. Bye! The Story Pirates Podcast is a production of Story Pirates Studios, executive produced by Lee Overtree and Benjamin Salka. This episode was produced by Sam Bear, McKenna Cox, Minzwi Karami, Peter McNerney, Andrew Miller, and Lee Overtree. Recording, sound design, and mixing by Sam Bear at the Relic Room in New York City. Our theme song was written by Bobby Lord and produced by Sam Bear, Bobby Lord, Jack Mitchell, and Brendan O'Grady. Roll call theme by Andrew Barbado. Musical scoring by Jack Mitchell and Eric Gerson. Our head writer is Minzwi Karami. Contributing writers are Ryder Chasen, Peter McNerney, Lee Overtree, Joanna Simmons, and Alexis Simpson. Special guest, Emily Deschanel. This episode features performances by Eric Austin, Dewey Cadell, Ryan Chittapong, Kristen Henley, Quinton Johnson, Rachel Jarofsky, Jasmine Malave, Anna Marr, Peter McNerney, Alexander Nader, Dominic Russo, and Jamie Watson. This next song is about my friends, the Story Pirates. Cause you're surrounding my whole face And when I look you're all over the place Even in this silver antique vase Not by myself 
by myself.